0: everyone. We are here. We are ready to go. Oh, I want to thank you for joining me today. New Hope Radio. we got a very good topic today. I'm really glad you tuned in because you know what? We're going to learn something. Yes, we are. We're going to learn something good today for our personal walk. Something we as believers in Jesus should all know. And we talked about this a little bit last time. How does the Holy Spirit help us? And we noted a few ways that he does. He, he fills us with God's love. We saw that in Romans 5. fills us with joy and peace. Romans 15 sanctifies us, Romans 15:16., oh, are you kidding? He lives inside of us. First Corinthians 16:19. That's incredible. He seals us, mocks us out as belonging to God. In Ephesians 1.13. he renews us; he regenerates us; he makes us a brand new creation. Titus chapter three, verse five. I like that one. But we get another question today. This one's going to be. A little more specific, a little more specific. Does the Holy Spirit work the same way in all believers? Do you ever wonder about that? Does the Holy Spirit work the same way in all believers? I think that's a good question. We're going to seek the answer to answer that today. And it's good to know this stuff. You know why? Because sometimes we feel powerless in life. Other times we have a tendency to compare ourselves to one another as to why our lives are so different. Why is that one blessed and I'm not? Why is that one healthy and I'm not? Why is that one married and I'm not? Why is that one serving and I'm not? So we're going to answer that question today does the holy spirit work the same way in all believers well we know that the holy spirit dispenses spiritual gifts as he will as he wills not as we will who makes the choice who gets what gift the holy spirit remember that we talked about that last time you can't ask the spirit for a gift He can't pray for a gift he determines who gets What gift? So right off the bat, that makes us different in some way. And though we're all part of the same body, we have different functions according to the gifts that are given to us. Therefore, we all have different things to do in the kingdom of God. That's good. Now, in Psalm 139, we see how God created each and every one of us individually this is one of my like most favorite psalms. It's just a beautiful psalm. Psalm 139, verse 13. David wrote this psalm, and he said, For you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. What are the inward parts he's talking about? Well, the inward parts makes it personal. God, you wove me. You wove my inward parts hearts. You made me. Where? In my mother's womb. That's pretty personal. It's a special place that God, you could say, fabricated, put together, David. And he said, because of that in verse 14, I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, don't you wish wish more people knew that today? That they are fearfully And wonderfully made. I wish more doctors knew that people are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. Oh, the whole medical world would be very different. It'd be much more advanced if they knew that we were made by God. Fearfully and wonderfully made. You know what that means? Awesome and distinct. That's what. You are awesome and distinct. We all are because we are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. And yet, we're still frail, and we should walk with death in view, because that day will arrive, and we want to be ready for it. So what this does, this should create a spirit of dependence on God. Nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, that's good, to be a dependent person on the Lord. Okay, very important to be able to do that. Are you a dependent person on the Lord? That'll keep you humble as well. Then David said, oh, wonderfully it works. And my soul, it knows it very well. Here is a beautiful understanding of his uniqueness. And he wonders at its creation. I mean, look at your body. Look at you. How you're created by God. All of the the tissues, all of the organs, all of the cells. I mean, what? God did that. And this should add value to all life. Yeah, all life has value because it's a wonderful work of God. So question, do you know that you are a wonderful work of God? Do you know that? Do you know that you are a unique individual? Do you know that there's only one of you? God made each and every one of us individually distinct. Even even twins are distinct from each other. They might have been created in the same womb. They look alike, but they are distinct. They have their own personalities. They have... Their own individuality. We have to remember that. Then David said in Psalm, in verse 15, Oh, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. See, God can see what we cannot see. David said, I was made in secret. Oh. No one saw what was going on, but God did. God saw that conception. He saw the embryo. He saw the fetus. He saw it all coming together. He saw a body being formed. He saw it all. It's all made in secret. It was accomplished in the secret place. You could say the womb is the secret place. It's the secret place where God does his work. And therefore, God knows what we do not know. He does. Solomon said, in all of his wisdom, in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 5, he said, "Just as you do not know the path of the wind and how bones are formed in the womb of the pregnant woman, so you do not know the activity of God who makes all things." And you know, it's true. We don't know. We don't know how that miracle of birth works. How does that happen? Who set that up? Who decided that the egg and the sperm would come together and be united, be the foundation of a person? Who set that up? I'll tell you who. God. God did. God set that up. That's God's plan for human life. David said, oh, I will skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. I like that word, skillfully. You know, he wasn't an explosion. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like a, a box of alphabets, remember alphabet cereal, that somebody threw all over the floor and it became a book. Wow. No, I was skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Now, You know, the, that little phrase, skillfully wrought, you know what it means? To fabricate, like needlework. We would call that embroidery. David is comparing the embroidery of the material in the tabernacle and the priestly garments. He's comparing that to the fabricating of the body. And you know why? Both are made for the glory and the service of God. That's why. When they embroidered all the fabric In the tabernacle, oh, it was skillful work. And it was for the glory of God. And when David was embroidered in the womb, and so were we, that was skillful work for the glory of God. God created us. God gave us life for his glory. Skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. What is the depths of the earth? He's being poetic. It's a song. It's the womb the deepest place of the female body, called it the depths of the earth. And he said in verse 16, Oh, your eyes, they've seen my unformed substance. Wow. And in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. Look at this revelation that God got. I mean, that David got from God. That David's days were numbered even before he started living one of them. God has a timeline for every person. And every person has a different timeline. Some are longer than others. Some are shorter than others. Some seem like they go on forever and others seem like they're Just brief and short. But the days are ordained by God. How does he do it? We don't know. Why does he do it? We don't know. What's the reason? We don't know. But we should be able to derive comfort. In your book were written all of my days. And yet there wasn't even any of them. David had that deep revelation. He said, oh, Are precious also. See, here's a guy. He knows he belongs to God. And that is so comforting. Do you know that you belong to God? That should comfort you. It really should. You know, when you know that you belong to God, you kind of loosen your grip on the earth and you open your hands to receive heaven. That's what happens when you know you belong to God. He said in verse 17, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. You know what he knows? God loves him. He knows that. Do you know God loves you? You should. You know why? Because he does. (laughs) He does. How do you know that? You look at the cross. Who's there? Well, he's not there now. But Jesus was there, and what was he doing? Suffering, atoning for your sins. Why? Because God loved you. Because God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son. Oh, he loved us. That if you believe in him, you'll never perish, but have everlasting life. And David did. Oh, David believed even before the Savior came. So he says, God, God your thoughts to me? Precious. Oh, and then he said, how vast is the sum of them? He knows God is not just like glancing. God doesn't have a nice thought. God has many nice thoughts. You know, when you love your baby, that's all you think about. And when God loves you, he thinks about you a lot. Because love does that. Love thinks about the object being loved. You were always on my mind. Ask Willie Nelson. All right, David says, I was always on your mind. God knew about our DNA before even science did. He knew that. God knew the code that made each and every one of us distinct. That's why we're all distinct and we're all unique. God created DNA. I'm like, are you kidding? DNA is a code that is so vast, and yet it's not duplicated in another person. Everybody has their own. That's why David could say, I knew I was skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. I knew I was was embroidered by the hand of God. So back to our question. Does the Holy Spirit work the same way In all of us? Because we are all alike, yet different, I would say, yes, he works the same way in all of us. And I would say, no, he does not work the same way in all of us. (laughs) The answer is yes and no. What? Get this guy off the radio. He's crazy. Well, let me explain. God knows what we need and what He needs to do in each and every one of our lives. Sometimes He works individually, and sometimes He works generally for all mankind. Okay, for instance, God worked individually in Matthew one eighteen, where Mary conceived the Christ child by the Holy Spirit. Now, that was individual. That didn't happen to anybody else, just Mary. And then generally, though, in Matthew 3.11, John preaching, and he says, we're all baptized by the Holy Spirit as believers, but yet unbelievers will be baptized with fire. Now, that's a bad one. That's not good. Sometimes people say, oh, Lord, send down your fire. I'm like, no, (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not the baptism of fire. Baptism with the Holy Spirit is salvation for all believers. Baptism with fire is judgment. They're going in the lake of fire. So these are general baptisms. Individually, in Luke 2.26, the Holy Spirit revealed to Simeon that he would not see death until he laid his eyes upon the Christ child. So that was a, an individual work of the Holy Spirit. But yet, generally, the Holy Spirit reveals truth to many, okay? He reveals something to Simeon individually, but he reveals truth to many. Like in Luke 10, verse 21, Jesus said, I praise you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants. So what's he saying? Infants speaks of Simple, common folk. The wise and intelligent speaks of the know-it-alls. So Jesus is saying, all of the simple, common folk, all of them, you've revealed your truth to them. But you held it back from the know-it-alls, because they already know too much. They don't receive it anyway, because they know know-it-alls. Okay? How many know-it-alls get to heaven? Not many. Why? Because they know it all. They don't need a Savior. Generally speaking, again, in Luke 11 verse 13, the Holy Spirit gives to those who ask Him, right? No, that's not an individual thing. That's anybody. Anybody that asks will receive. So you see, does God work with us personally? Yes. Does God work with us generally? Yes. Now, let's make it real personal for our own lives right now. God has a plan for each individual life. Oh, He does. He's got a plan for every person. Every single one. None of us get lost in the fray. He's got a plan for everybody. He's got a plan for you. He's got a plan for me. And that plan is revealed through His Word and His Spirit. That's why, you know, Church attendance is big. You've got to learn the word of God, you can so you can discover God's plan for your life and it creates opportunities to see where God might plug you in, so to speak. Okay? So the plan is revealed through his word and through his spirit. So, because we are all different, his plan for us is different. Like we noted, he gives us different gifts. We all have different gifts. Somebody's got the gift of teaching. Somebody's got the gift of exhortation. Somebody's got the gifts of help. Somebody's got the gift of administration. Somebody's got the gift of, of prayer, of faith. I mean, it goes on and on and on, all these different gifts. We are different gifts where there's different people. He leads us in different ways. Some people want to be involved in working with children, some the elderly, some want to go overseas. Some want to work with third world nations. Some have gifts and talents in praise and worship. Oh, we need them. Some can counsel. Some can encourage. He leads us in all different directions. He calls us with different callings. Some will speak and some will minister one-on-one. And someone else might minister to large crowds. Is one better than the other? No. Is one is one person's reward greater than the other? No, we're not rewarded on how how, uh, popular or important our gift might seem. We're rewarded on how faithful we are to whatever gift God gave us. That's all. If your calling is to minister to people one-on-one, and you're totally faithful with that, and somebody has a calling to minister to thousands of people, but they're not that faithful, the one-on-one person will be greatly rewarded. And they will hear, well done, good and faithful servant, because they were faithful. Faithful. That's the key. It's not, oh, what gift do I have? It's, how faithful am I to the gift that I have? Because all gifts are important. One is not greater than another. They're all important. Every single one. Your little toe is important if you want to walk right. Now, it might do as much as your left or right hand, but it's important, and it'll be missing, and you'll know it. So don't look at people and think, Oh, they're not that important. Let me tell you something. Everybody is important. That's why I said at the beginning, we cannot compare ourselves with one another. Don't compare your gift with someone else, or who you are, or your calling with someone else. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10 12, For we are not bold to class or compare ourselves with some of those who commend themselves. You know, there's people in the world that like to pat themselves on the back, because in their eyes they're really important. <laughs> He says, but no, we don't compare ourselves with them. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are, huh, without understanding. They're unwise. You can't compare. We're all apples and oranges, so to speak. God made us differently for a reason. So we'd all have a different function in the kingdom. So here, in this instance, some thought too hotly of themselves, and they became their own measuring rod. They were prideful. And rather, because we're all different, comparing yourself to another Christian, it's like comparing an automobile to a bulldozer. They both have different functions. One moves you, and one moves dirt. Which one do you want to move? We need them both, right? We need the people movers, and we need the dirt movers. So they're both important to our society. So we need to learn who we are in Christ. And we need to learn how the Holy Spirit works in each of our lives. And we need to keep our eyes off other believers and how the Spirit is working in their life. Okay? Don't compare. Keep this in mind. 1 Corinthians 13, 9. Paul said, For we know in part, And we prophesy in part. Oh, but when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. What's the perfect? Ah, people have their own ideas. I think the perfect is the return of Christ. That's what I think. Because then we're going to know clearly and completely. So while we're waiting for the return of Jesus, you know what we focus on? Being faithful to our calling. Faithful to your gift. God gave you a natural talent and God gave you a spiritual gift. At your first birth, you received a talent. At your second birth, you received a gift. Both should be employed in the service of the kingdom of God. And if you're faithful with it, oh yeah, you will hear, well done, Good and faithful servant, enter now into the joy of the master. Because, yeah, it's work down here. It is. But you know what? We need this work because it keeps us busy. And I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you a secret. Keep you out of trouble. Stay busy serving the Lord and it'll keep you out of trouble. You know, when people get in trouble, you know why? Too much time on their hands. You know who makes trouble in the world? People with too much time on their hands. You know who's got all the dumb ideas in the world? People with too much time on their hands. <laughs> you can tell who's got too much time on their hands. They're too much. They they're too dumb and they have bad ideas because they're not working. Serve the kingdom. We're all individual. We're all different. Does the Holy Spirit work differently? In all of our lives. Oh, yes, he does. Because he made us different. And we are personally invested in by God. Think about that. You are personally invested in by God. And you you know what? He knows you quite well. I like that part. I'm glad I said that. He knows you quite well. He certainly does. Join the Hope Club. Get a daily devotional right in your email box Monday through Friday. Go to newhopecc.tv. Click giving. Then e-giving. Choose the radio fund. Commit $3 a week. That's it. Every Friday. Send us off $3. You'll pay our radio expenses. And we'll send you out those emails, get you on the list. Great way to commune with the Lord through this little devotional time every day. I do it in the morning. Best time to start the day. Hope you'll do that too. Thanks for coming along. I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.